Well, Mark, to you and the praise team, that was a wonderful job. Let's give him a round of applause. All right. Thank you for reminding me the atmosphere is changing. Isn't the atmosphere changing? Do you feel the change in the atmosphere and how our congregation is responding? Absolutely. The spirit is working. Well, good morning. This past week, you received a letter from Pastor Dan, Tris, Tim Barnes, and myself, providing you with the details on the Imagine campaign. We shared the goal of eliminating a $3.4 million debt consisting of $536,000 in a mortgage and $2.9 million on a note on Building D. The plan is for the entire congregation to make a pledge over a three-year time period. We shared the progress where God is leading this church. Twenty-nine families have generously responded by pledging $875,000. Yes. And today, we are thankful and excited to share that total is now $910,000. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. With the proceeds from the impending sale of the parsonage, we will be in excess of $1.2 million, reaching 35% of our goal. To achieve the goal, the support and participation of the entire congregation, that means you, is needed. This week, you will receive a pledge card. After prayerful consideration, we are asking you to please return the cards by August 20th and no later than the 27th. A note of importance, these pledges are to be over and above your regular giving to the church. Recently, I was asked, why do I care about the debt? I think a better, better question is, what does heritage mean to you and to me? Vicki and I have been blessed to be a part of heritage the past 38 years. For you don't know Vicki, she's right over there. She's my better half, that's for sure. Our two sons, Will and Andy, were raised in this church. Today, both of them are raising their children in their churches. We all have our stories, and lots of them. My stories are your stories, and your stories are my stories. So let me touch on one story that I believe reflects the purpose of heritage and is why our founding members named the church Heritage. Recently, we were in Atlanta visiting Will and our four granddaughters. Mackenzie, the second oldest, at nine years of age, had asked a friend, Tyler, to go to church with her. Will and his family attend North Point Community Church. So on the way to church, we went to Tyler's house to pick her up, and her mother was at the door in her PJs. Mackenzie was excited Tyler was going to church with her. See, Mac loves going to church, and she wanted to share church with her friend. That evening, Carrie, Will's wife, got an email from Tyler's mother saying how much Tyler loved being at church and could she go again. She also asked if she could attend some Sunday. As Carrie shared the email, I thought, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Mac, for asking. And then as I said in Will's living room, it hit me. 
I couldn't help but think, think of thank you heritage. Thank you heritage. You see, we'll learn the love of God and the foundation of his faith here at Heritage. From the teachers and the children's program, the growing place, and from the youth program. The many core leaders and adult volunteers who went on retreats like Lake Junaluska and Brooksville, mission trips, Mexico on three different occasions, as well as local and regional trips, and multiple Bible studies especially Disciple One study, which the seniors took in youth. See, Will was loved and taught by this congregation. He learned the meaning of being a child of God, a foundation of his faith, and his heritage was formed in his church through our ministries. Now, Will is still growing his faith as he leads a team of volunteers in the children's program at North Point. And the impact of Heritage Church touched a little girl named Tyler 600 miles from here. The beauty is it's still happening every day. With our children getting ready to start growing place in the next week, our children's ministry under Janine, which has a big opening tonight, the youth program under Jason's leadership, adult small groups, Sunday school classes, prayer chains, Bible studies, and mission trips for all ages. Loving, learning, and leading is taking place daily. Heritage has produced a multitude of disciples over the years, serving in churches throughout the country. Many serving as pastors, like Jason Barthamy, Brett Cheek, Trevor Johnson, Jeff Davis, Beth Masters, and Cal Mullet, just to name a few. And most recently, Carrie Stevens is starting seminary in Atlanta. What a blessing that is. What a heritage that is. Vicki and I will be married 44 years in September. And our family has been blessed by the love and relationships created during the past 38 years. Our marriage is stronger. I'm a better husband, I hope. Father, Paul Paul, my favorite friend and disciple of Jesus because of heritage, because of this congregation, because of each of you. Our sons are raising our seven grandchildren to know Jesus. That's a wealth culture could never give me. From that perspective, Vicki and I are extremely wealthy, and so are each of you. We want the legacy of heritage to continue to impact the lives of this congregation this community, and communities beyond for the next 40 years. So when you pray about your pledge, remind yourself, what's your heritage story? You've got many of them. And ask, what does heritage mean to you? How have you and your family been impacted by the blessings of heritage? Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in your decision regardless of the size of the pledge you may make. And if you're not in a position to make a pledge, then pledge your prayers for the church and for the success of this campaign. Participate through your prayers, but all of us must participate to make this happen. We believe this congregation's grace and generosity will be faithful again. And I believe a $910,000 start is a pretty good indication that's going to happen. 
just as it has been as faithful time and time again over the years whenever the church had a need. And the gold will be achieved with God's blessings. So we hope to see you at the Lighthouse for our ice cream social. And I thank you and God bless. Excuse me. Thank you, Bill. Thank you to Bill and Tris and Tim for uh, all your big role in this. Um, I second what Bill... I may be a little loud, am I? I second what Bill said about the band. Uh, Mark, what a great job. Now, I heard today from Tim's parents that today is Tim Harrington's last Sunday. Ever since I've been here, I've heard these amazing things about this amazing young man who played guitar and helped, was the intern this summer. Tim, are you here? Is that you, Tim? Uh, Tim, come on down here. Uh, I told your parents, you cannot take... They're going to move to Orlando. They're going to move to Orlando. Uh, now, we've told your parents that you can't move with them. You've got to stay here and be a part of our stuff here, Okay. Well, at any rate, how's this, how's this experience been for you? I know you don't have a mic, but just say, how, how's your life at Heritage been? Um, it's really, like, grown, helped grow me and everything. Oh, wow. Nothing like an impromptu deal here, huh? I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, it's really helped grow me and everything like that. Like, I started playing um, guitar over at the Lighthouse and everything, so it's really grown me in my faith and my spirituality, so it's been a big help and a big home to me, so it's going to be hard moving. And you were an intern this summer? Yes. Was that, was that great? Oh, that was a blast. Like, <laughs> it was the most fun I've ever had. Awesome. Tim Harrington, thank you for uh, being here. Wow. And Mark, was there a new guitarist today? Uh, tell us who that is. Huh? Jason. Jason. Are you over here, Jason? Jason, how long have you all been coming to this church? Third week, and you're already in the concert, in the van. What's that? Liza is your new vocalist. Are you new too? Three months. Man. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I want to begin with a story. Um, this uh, seasoned pastor was preaching to a lot of younger pastors. Oh, by the way, uh, we had a couple of friends from our church in Gainesville who actually moved, just live around the corner. Adam and Stacy Popple back there. Hey, nice to have you guys here. Yeah. Uh, his dad was head of finance and business at the University of Florida and taught me every. tell your dad, he taught me everything I know about finances, uh, which is this much. Uh, no. <laughs> Anyway, so this story goes, the preacher's talking to this group of younger preachers, and he begins by saying, well, I spent last night in the arms of another woman who wasn't my wife. This gasp comes across the preachers. And then he says, it was my 95-year-old mother celebrating her 95th birthday. Ha, ha, ha. So the young preacher thought, man, that's pretty cool. I'm going to try that Sunday. So he gets up on Sunday. And he says to the congregation, I spent last night in the arms of another woman who wasn't my wife. And there was a gasp. And it, it must have thrown him off because he, 
he froze and he had amnesia and he said, and I, and I can't remember who it was. <laughs> well, I can remember our first day at Heritage. Three or four of you can remember this too. Our first day at Heritage, Mike, Michael paid, thanks Michael for the introduction of Michael Grego last week and uh, Michael paid and the staff parish had gotten us a condo, so we came down the night before. And March 1st was Ash Wednesday. We had noon service, evening service. So we came, preached at the noon service. And then um, somebody told me, uh, hey, we need you to meet with uh, a few of us uh, in Dan Capazelli's office. Dan, I've learned, is the business manager. So I think it was Dan Capazelli, Dan Mullet, Bill Goodwin, and Tim Barnes, I believe, who was there. And uh, they said, we got some challenges here. I said, oh, really? And they said, yeah, um, here's a letter of, um, that says to the congregation, essentially, hey, we're, our pledges were $200,000 behind the budget. It's pretty close, wasn't it? That's pretty much what we said. I said, oh, okay. Are there anything, is there anything else I should know? And they pointed to this big sheet of paper um, um, Dan keeps in his office. These are things the trustees want to do but don't have the money to do. And I looked at that long list. Uh, uh, Let's see, here they are. AC unit on the east side of the sanctuary, $25,000. Parking lot repaving, $46,000. Trees trimmed, $6,000. Flooding in the fellowship hall when it rains, floods is $20,000. Irrigation, $8,000. Projection system here, $40,000. I said, ooh, you don't have any money to do that? No. I said, is there anything else? (laughs) They said, well, by the way, we've got a $550,000 note on this property, and we owe $2.9 million over there. I said, would you excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) I went out, got in my car, and drove back to Gainesville. (laughs) No, I didn't, but we thought about it. No, I never really thought about it. I said, uh, and, and then we stayed and, and formed a bond with these four and with you. And Jan and I are so glad we stayed. We stayed for four months. They invited us to stay for a year longer. And that first Sunday, I preached on this same text from Ephesians, one of my favorite passages, Paul's prayer for the church in Ephesus. And here's the scripture as you'll see it on the screen. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now, today's sermon title is different than the one I had then. This is, as you see on your bulletin, imagine with all your mind, believe with all your heart, achieve with all your might. 
And I was struck in uh, that passage, God is able to do immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. And I ask you, that Sunday and throughout, to imagine what God might do together with us as we lived into the reality of God's presence that Mark and the band so wonderfully brought us into today. And, and that's here. And we imagine what that might happen. I invited you to consider that individually in your personal life, your prayer life, your finances, your health, and in the corporate life of us as a church. And we all began to imagine and began to believe and achieve Sometimes I'm better at the believing because I believe God can do all kinds, everything God can amazingly do. I can believe that. I can't always imagine. I couldn't imagine how we would get addressed that big list that we had and those other challenges. But over these last five and a half months, God has empowered you to do amazing things. And Every time something new has happened, Jan and I are just overwhelmed with gratitude, as are you. Now, what I want to do is sort of check off some of those lists that were on Dan's thing. And I want you to check it with me. If you're an extrovert, you'll probably, you know, raise your hand. If you're a Methodist, you you might be hesitant to raise your hand. Or if you're an introvert, just kind of check check with me, okay? So the AC unit on the east side, $25,000, check. Are you there? Okay, check. Okay, good. Parking lot repaving, $46,000. It's going to begin not tomorrow, but next Monday. Check. Good. Trees trimmed in the parking lot, so they have lights that we can see when the kids or families are roller skating. $6,000. Check. All done, except, oh, you like to clap. That's better. Flooding in the fellowship hall. I don't know if you've ever been there when uh, torrential rain power. It's going to be $20,000, but our Trustees and Finance Committee. Um, yeah, I've got time to tell this. Uh, our finance, you know, some people wonder, uh, do, you, do you take good care of the money that comes in? I'll tell you this funny story about Tim Barnes and our Finance Committee. I don't know if he's Scottish or not, but here's the funny story. An Irishman and an Englishman and a Scotsman were uh, in a restaurant, and a fly flew and landed on each of their bowls of soup. And the Irishman picks up his bowl of soup and whoosh, blows the fly out. Englishman puts a spoon in and takes it out and lays it down delicately. The Scotsman, Tim Barnes and the Finance Committee, <laughs> pick up the fly by the wings, holds it over the uh, bowl of soup and said, now spit it out every last drop. <laughs> hey, Tim. Uh, I just want to tell you they're very conscientious. Very conscientious of what they do. So instead of spending $20,000, they got those two 500-gallon rain barrels and some piping and a sump pump, $1,600 checked. Projection. Projection. This projection system, I understand it's going to be amazing, and it starts to be installed tomorrow. How about that? (laughs) Wow. $536,000 debt on this property. As Bill told you, check that one off. We can pay that off. Uh, $2.9 million debt. That depends on you, doesn't it? <laughs> that depends on all of us. We'll get there. I've been, as I say, when I see a check of, or a pledge of $3,000, $1,000, $5,000, $50,000, $40,000, I'm just kind of 
wow, wow, God. And filled with tremendous gratitude. At a minimum, we're a long way toward already fulfilling what's going on. And that doesn't include what happens daily around here or in your lives and and spiritually. And we're going to launch this new uh, service next Sunday, the Ignite service. And we've done it five Sundays, third Sunday of the month. And average is 100 people a Sunday. I mean, that's, that's pretty remarkable. I think God's going to do great things. That's going to be next week and then the summer and all those things. Now, now, here's what I want you to see. Don't miss the process that's enabled all this to happen. There are four steps. Number one, we begin with Scripture and the reality that God is able to do exceedingly abundant above all we could ask or imagine, right? And then number two, we imagine with all our minds. Number three, we try to believe with all our hearts. And I'm reminded of that wonderful passage in Mark chapter 9 where the father has a son who's ill and Jesus comes to him and, and the father says, if you can, and Jesus said, what do you mean if I can? Do you believe? And he said, I believe, help my unbelief. We believe with all of our hearts and then together we achieve amazing things. And so it's amazing things that happen. If you're new to Heritage, this is an amazing church where God is so much on the move. Now, let me give you two or three sort of light, everyday examples before I drill down a little further of imagine, believe, and achieve. Uh, Yesterday, Jan and I were in Gainesville. We celebrated our grandson's 13th birthday, and it was at their house, and all the in-laws were there. Now, Jan and I like our in-laws, mostly. No, No, we do. We really like them, and they're really neat people. You know, everybody's different. And uh, so we, Jan was saying before we left, said, I'd, I'd really like to feel closer to our in-laws. Anybody know what I mean? Okay. Uh, and then I wasn't aware of this until I started thinking about this in context of the sermon. But what we did, we did these three things. We imagined that happening. We believed it could happen. And we achieved it. So when we got there, somehow I just felt free to, sit down with each one individually, ask them about things, and lo and behold, we felt closer at the end of the day. Imagine, believe, achieve. When Jan and I retired, we thought after we sort of recovered a little bit from all those 40 years of ministry, I said, um, we said together, what's next for us? Now, we didn't articulate it, but this is essentially what we did. We imagined, we believed, and here we are. But what we did was we sat down in a sort of a regular meditation, imagining, even though we had no idea that this would be the here. And see, you do that, even when you're not aware, but you do that. This past Friday, I played golf at the University of Florida. I said, I'm going to try this. Imagine, believe. <laughs> and God seemed to say, even I can't improve your golf game. <laughs> Now let me drill down deeper with you because Mark and the band brought us to a deeper place. Imagine with all your mind the first service our Jan's sister and brother-in-law our, my brother and sister-in-law their niece, some of you, many of you know has got stage 4 colon cancer. And I said to Steve and Karen sit right where you two do. We're imagining Cherie's those spots going away on her liver. We're imagining that. 
and her lymph and, and, and believing. Help thou my unbelief and praying that as she and God work together in the chemo and and then we spread that out throughout the congregation because each of you has somebody you know who needs a healing touch from God. A healing touch. So you imagine and you believe and together they achieve. I think we as a congregation can begin to imagine with all our minds a day when people of all colors and races live together in love and harmony. And that bigotry and racism like we saw in Charlottesville might, might go away. We can believe it. We can be agents. Whether we're reaching across to Mount Olive and they to us, and doing things back together in the safe house and other things. Imagine it, believe it, achieve it with all our might. Last week, I was so grateful Dr. Grego spoke, did such a great job. Janet and I got to watch it on the live stream. He talked about growing greatness. What was he doing? He was helping his staff, his students, his teachers, his principals, helping them imagine greatness, helping them to believe it could be achieved. And that would lead to achieving it. Last Saturday, this workday, all around campus, Amazing. I don't know if anybody imagined that it would lead to a father and a child working over in this section, brand new to the church. And the next day, last Sunday, they came and the child said to her mom, or his mom, I don't know if it was a boy or a girl, said, Mommy, this is where Daddy and I pulled weeds right here. We worked on our church, brand new to the church. I don't know if you're here today or not beyond our imagining beyond our imagining so who are we here at Heritage I'll tell you who I think we are we're a people who and individuals and collectively we're trying to imagine with all our minds and know that God can do even beyond what we imagine trying to believe with all our hearts and then collectively achieving amazing amazing things So now what I'd like to ask you to do in these last moments of silence, just be in a spirit of prayer, would you? I want to ask you, what's the number one thing that's on your heart and mind now that you want to imagine and believe and achieve? Is it personal finances? Is it health? Is it relationships? Addiction? God, help me. I know what mine is. I think I know what Jan's is. We're imagining. Help each one here imagine whatever that is. Help them to believe with as much of their heart as they possibly can with the idea that they'll grow in their belief and then achieve. Oh God, you're a good and loving, gracious God. And you have 
moved upon us in such amazing ways, more than I could ever have imagined, really, and probably most of us. And we just continue to watch you at work in our lives, in our church. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.